Hey friend, I'm Robin May and a few of the professional hats that I wear includes being a transformational speaker, a life coach, and a licensed therapist. And personally, well, I'm a wife, a mommy to three girls, and a pastor's wife, just to name a few. Girl, I'm over here doing all the things while trying to stay in shape and keep my skin clear. But the truth is, I don't want to be known for being busy. I think that's a scheme that somebody set up. No, I want to be known for living a life that is in perfect alignment with what God intended. And I want to help you do the same. So it's with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you right here to Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Over here, we're creating a safe space to have real conversations with real women on real topics. This is a judgment-free zone where we can be vulnerable and honest and curious about our lives so that we can elevate not just what we do, but who we are. So if any of that resonates with you, again, welcome to our safe space. This is Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Well, welcome, welcome to another episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Y'all, I'm super excited. Some of you already know who is with me. Some of you do not listen. I have plenty of sister friends. I have plenty of them. That is a value for me. So I hold friendship very dear. But I have a few folks who are my besties, and this is one of my besties in the building. Shaniqua Cager is here all the way from Dallas, Texas. What about them Oak Cliff girls, Nikwa? What them Oak Cliff girls? Hey, I'm so super excited. This is such an honor and a privilege. I'm super excited to have my girl in the building. And listen, we are going to dive right into the conversation. But Nikwa, first, I want to tell everybody, if this is your first time being here, I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you for being here. If you've been here before, please, please, please know that I value you. And listen, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, if you're watching this on your app, if you haven't subscribed there, please do. Your subscription helps to elevate the conversation and the way Big Brother works, the more people who are liking and commenting, they put it in front of more eyes. And so, Nico, I am ready to dive in. But first, I need people to know you a little bit, know about you. So tell us all about your little story. Not your little story, your big story. (laughs) Are you married? Do you have kids? Tell us about your life. Absolutely. I am married to the love of my life. Uh, I got me an Oak Cliff guy back in 1992, I think. So minute, let's like, stop right there. Let's stop right there. Remind me, you and Steve met in what, in what grade? I, well, you know, I'm a cougar. So I was a, a junior and he was a sophomore. Okay. Now let me tell you the reason why this is important to me. So I tell Lee all the time. So my daughter, I'm not going to say which one because she's going to have a problem mm-hmm. on this podcast. But one of my girls has a boyfriend. Have I told you that girl? She got a whole boyfriend. Have I told you that? I can't. I can't deal. A whole boyfriend. And I talk about you all the time because I'm like, you can take this like a little thing if you want to. But Nikwa met her man in high school. Listen. And they have now been married for how many years? It will be 20 years in June. Do you understand? Married 20 years in June. So we are we are taking all these 19 years in and super excited about it. So it has been a beautiful journey of uh just a roller coaster. Uh 
a friendship turned into marriage. And then we have two beautiful girls who absolutely run our entire lives. Uh, and we're girl moms is just a whole situation, right? Whole situation. So, yeah, which means we have no money and we stay in the car driving them everywhere they want to go. They want to go. So yes. Bailey is um, a junior this year and Brielle entered middle school. So I have no more elementary babies. Um, Girl. Yeah. So, so Nikwa is married, has her two children, and you also um, have been in education for how long? Oh man, probably twenty five years um, now. That that's crazy. I was in the third grade, and I knew as sure as I was alive that I was called to be a teacher. Not just I wanted to be; I was called to be a teacher. And you and knew that in the third grade, girl. In the third grade. So by the time I got to fifth grade, it was like that is. That's it. You know, I'm teaching everybody that will sit still and who won't sit still. I've been teaching, you know, to the point my sister's like, you're not my teacher. You're not my boss. Uh, exactly. But what's so funny about the call to teach, you have been called to teach in education, but you have a call to teach, period. Whether it is in education, whether it's in ministry, that's just your call. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so God has taken that gift and expanded it beyond what I could ever imagine inside the classroom, outside the classroom, in ministry, yes. in administration. Um, and I'm just, I'm grateful for it. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for the ride, Lord. Let's do it. Let's do Okay. So I want to talk about this um, just very high level because I believe, again, we're still talking about friendship. This is still the series, Friendship Therapy. And I want to talk about this because I believe your background, and I'm about to say what I mean in a minute, directly influences how you navigate friendship. Sure. And so I'm going to set you up to go ahead and let the folks know you come from a very significant legacy in Dallas, well, and beyond Dallas, Texas, but talk a little bit about your, your father and your mother and the legacy that they have in church world. Sure, absolutely. So I am uh, super grateful to be the daughter of the late Dr. E.K. Bailey, uh, founding pastor of the Concord Church, and Dr. Sheila Bailey, who is a co-founder, right? You know, back then they yeah. didn't use the words, uh, but that's what she was, co-founder of um, Concord Church in Dallas, and then in her own nonprofit organization, Sheila B. Ministries, where she uh, serves as the president of that ministry. So growing up, in ministry, growing up in a um, leader's family, um, growing up in a glass bowl kind of situation yes. um, really has. And, and honestly, Robin, until you started doing these podcasts, I don't think I really connected um, my upbringing to uh, how I navigate in friendships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? But, yes. but it's all connected to um, this is how we were were raised and how we were brought up. And then those same values and, and even some of the quirkiness that comes with it manifests yes. even in my friendships. Yeah, and, and the reason why that's significant, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but there I have a few friends in my life who I say um, must work for the C CIA, and you're one of them, right? T is one of them. I have these friends who who are very public people, but they're very private at the same time. And so when you, how you navigate and bringing people, girl, I've watched it. it I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I've watched it, how you navigate. You and Keisha have this... I don't necessarily know that Iman does it the same way, but you and Keisha, baby... Y'all have this beautiful ability to make everybody feel loved, 
make everybody feel appreciated. But everybody's not in the inner circle. Right, right, right. Y'all have, and I think that's just that pastoral training, that pastoral family training, because Concord was, even back then, before we knew about mega churches, it was a mega church, and it still is a mega church, and that came with a lot of on the front lines for y'all. Yeah, it, it really does, and and I think that it also comes from, um, so my sister Keisha and I, we are very protective of us our safe spaces. Um, yes. And it's, that really does come from living in a glass bowl, living. We, we grew up in a time when people could just show up at the pastor's house. Right. Um, and and I mean, minute. when I Wait say people, I mean like randoms. Hey, how you doing? Just can you talk to pastor right quick. Right. And he's sitting well, over I never knew that. Sitting over there in the bathrobe and we all looking like, wait, I'm sorry right now. Right. So it was a matter of on now, now, Sometimes, you know, he would they wouldn't all the way come in the house, but they absolutely could could show up. Right. So I literally have a rule. You, you got to call me before you come to my house. Like we don't do show uppers. <laughs> While I'm fronting, let me tell this little known story. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I'm about to put my daddy all the way up last night. He rested heaven. Daddy, do not get mad at me. Over here acting all bold. Like, what? Girl, what? So remember. Okay, many, many years ago, when I've been married 21 years now, y'all, so about the t- many years ago, when uh, my husband and I were preparing to get married, girl, we wanted to have the wedding at the church. And they kept telling us that we didn't, we couldn't get the date. Guess who drove across the street to Dr. Tony Evans' house uh-huh. and exactly. rang the doorbell yep. and yep. said, Robin's trying to get married, and they're telling her. And guess who got the date she wanted? Uh-huh. <laughs> Robin, I'm sorry, no, not Robin. Robin's daddy. Robin's daddy. Dr. Dave. Exactly. So yes, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And you said it. We're gonna get into this, but you talked about being very protective of your safe spaces. Um, okay, we're gonna get into it, but first I want to talk a little bit about how we connected. So we both went to the Clark Atlanta University. But yes. what's crazy is that we have grown up in the same city, Oak Cliff, our whole life. But we did not know each other. And I, that's because I was, I didn't even go to the neighborhood school, okay? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> you and my sister and Keisha, y'all went to the neighborhood school. I didn't go to the neighborhood. Don't take my Oak Cliff card, y'all. <laughs> we went over there to a little private school, right? And so we did not grow up knowing each other, but our parents knew each other. And do you remember our freshman year, the, the day of our freshman year, our parents introduced us. Right. They introduced us. It was like, hey, girl. And we went and we went our separate ways and we would see each other in the yard. Hey, girl. And keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But then when we were the summer of our sophomore year, so we went through our freshman year, came home for the summer, still didn't know each other, went back to school for our sophomore year, didn't know each other, came home for the summer of our sophomore year and started working at the same job. And honey, it was like, (laughs) it was like, wait. it was like, why have they kept us from each other? Yeah, where have you been my entire life? And now that you're here, I'm never letting go. There it is. I'm never letting you go. Okay, so that happened. So we were stuck like that. So then, minding my own business, we go back to school our junior year. I'm minding my own business. Nikwa comes over to the house because we like, he in. And she comes over and I'm like, girl, sit down. Because I know we've been, whatever we're going to talk about. And remember, you will refuse to walk in the room. 
you refused to sit on the bed. And I was so confused because remember, Monique was from Dallas now working at this place. So I'm like, is she a different person at Clark Atlanta? Tell them why you wouldn't sit on my bed, Nikwa. Well, because what she didn't know at the time is that I was interested in the sorority that she had already joined, right? And was it, no, I think it was Ivy. So she had- Ivy's everywhere. Literally everywhere. So here's another thing. I didn't know all of the sorority rules and all that. So I had just come into the realization and the knowledge of, you know, don't touch this, don't sit on it, don't do that. And so I just didn't know. And I was taking it to the exec to the extreme. And so I saw this uh, uh, Ivy bedspread and I needed to tell her, Robin, I'm interested in becoming an AKA, but I hadn't said it yet. And I was like, oh, but when did I sit on her bed and then that turned into something? So I was a complete weirdo that day, complete weirdo. I was so confused. And so then finally, when she told me, I was like, I'm not going to say what I really said because I want to keep me in the... It's like, girl, you mean to tell me? We went through our ghost. And I did not know. And I don't know how they do it back in now in 2023, but back in our day, you had to express your interest. Okay. And it would have been a problem if you showed up at Akasai's. Exactly. Because you were interested. And I did not, oh, baby, it would have been a problem. So you had, <laughs> so after that, so what ends up happening, of course, I'm able to be a significant, everybody keep it top level, a significant part of her becoming a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Absolutely, yes. And look, and red is still my favorite color. Right? I mean, you still like the red. My last sisters would be like, hey, is she going to, did you tell her not to wear that red? 20 something red, that's what she's going to do, right? <laughs> Okay, so that's our, our story. Yeah. That's our story. And that's how we've been connected. That's how this sistership started and how it has continued. We have navigated so, so much life together. And talk about safe spaces. This is one of my safe spaces. This is where I can be undone. This is where I can tell the truth. This is where I can vent. And I know I'm going to be um, supported. I'm going to be held accountable and it's both ways. So let's go ahead and dive into this conversation. I keep pulling up my notes. You're actually my first virtual uh, um, person. Oh. No. If you see me reach up here, that's me looking at my notes too. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes. So let's go ahead and dive in. I want to start out at the top of a conversation. You and I are going to be talking about safe spaces. We're going to be talking about how to balance friendship with life. And so I want to start right there. How do you, Nikwa, prioritize friendship for you? Like how important is friendship for you? Um, in the conversation with my sister, she was saying how friendship has been important to her, but she always thought I was ridiculous with how much I valued it. And so what has that part been for you? Is it a high value for you? Where would you prioritize it? Um, I think it has changed. Um, I, I love watching you and Kim's uh, conversation because as, as you know, Kim and I have uh, a lot in common, right? Yes. So uh, it has, I think it has changed and I've enjoyed the changes that have come through the seasons. Uh, I do prioritize uh, friendship more now, probably in my 40s uh, than I have before. Um, I, I can certainly say in my 20s and maybe early 30s, I took it for granted because I've mm -hmm. always had, I've always had friends. I've always had good friends, right? And so I just kind of not measured it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, grandmama says, keep on living. Uh, and then, right. And so, yeah. so it, I do prioritize it. Um, it's not important to me to have a big group 
of friends. Um, it is important to me that the group that I have um, is our ride or dies. Like that mm -hmm. is, it is important to me that they know me, know me, and that I know them. Right. So therefore, it's important to me to be as transparent and mm -hmm. as vulnerable and as inconvenienced as possible, because I haven't always been a good friend. Because Tell me what you mean by that. Tell me what you mean by that. So I haven't always been a good friend in regards to I think now my definition of friendship is sometimes in friendships, you've got to be inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. um, and so it had you know, in, in, in us setting life goals and attaining those goals and just moving forward with things. Mm, if friendship kind of didn't fit in that, then okay. Right. I, I'd be hey, real Kim. Good. It's nice to meet you, Kim. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You're going to keep on moving. Right. Where's Keisha? Right. <laughs> I need to do one of these. Oh. Uh, and so. The, oh, you said if, if, if they, if, if it had to be a ranked order, friendship would have to go ahead and fall on down. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And because uh, the way I grew up was that we have a very strong family unit. Yes. Right? Uh, I enjoy spending time with my family, not just my husband and my children, but my mother, my sister, my aunts, because I enjoy spending time with them. So for a while, and even now, you know, many of them are considered friends. Yes. There are some friends that I have and I need outside of that circle. And I and I prioritize and value that even more now. Absolutely. You know, that's what I was going to say. Your family unit is extremely tight knit. And when you so that's the reason why I brought up your upbringing with your mom and dad, because you talk about how if you're going to call somebody a friend, like if they're going to. I hate to, I'm not going to put you on blast, but I'm about to put you on blast. <laughs> You are very careful with the title that you give people. So if somebody gets the title of sister friend or close friend, that's somebody that you really value. Absolutely. And so when I talked about your parents, you said, if I'm going to call you my sister friend, I need to be able to be vulnerable with you. But that means being open. And you couldn't risk being open with just anybody growing up because y'all are on, so they, somebody could take a very innocent something that you said, and it could impact your parents. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And so you've protected, that's not just you, but the extended space. Yes, yes. And then, like, I'm a sharer, right? Yes. Core of who I am. And sometimes I would walk away from relationships or conversations and really feel like, um, and I think I overshared because I, I don't know what they shared. Yes. Right? I'll never forget you one time and, and all of the things we've done together. Uh, but you mentioned that it may have been on a virtual something like this. And you were like, because, see, um, if you're going to show a shoulder, well, then I'm going to show a shoulder. Right. OK, we're going to do a whole arm. Well, then I'm going to do a whole arm. <laughs> Right. But I had to sit up here butt naked. Do you understand? But I had always been like that. I'm because of who I am, then I'm coming to the table and I'm like, shirt is going over here, shoes are going over there. And I'm just being as open as possible. And after time, after time, after time, then I'm like, I think I'll be the only naked person in the room. Right. Yes. You created for me, um, I went through this season of, oh, I'm fully dressed, scarf and overcoat. Yes, you're not gonna get to know nothing. Yeah, now now I'm just going through the motions of being a politician friend. Hey, yeah, mighty fine. 
Good, thank you. Oh, girl, yeah. Ain't that cute? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nico, you know, you know I'm going to do something with this politician friend. Mm-hmm. I'm ne- that is what I've been trying. That is how I would definitely I can tell when you're in politician mode. I can tell. Like, I don't, let me just tell you, this is how well I know you. We could be somewhere, like you and I could go somewhere right now and you could run into somebody that you know. And I would be able to tell if it's somebody you trust. Absolutely. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. I would be able to tell because I would know when that, excuse me, when that comes on. So, okay. So you said I hadn't always been a good friend because I hadn't always, um, I wasn't necessarily willing to inconvenience yourself. And you also mentioned how your family became, are your friends, right? And that leads me to Keisha because I keep mentioning Keisha. Keisha is Nikwa's older sister. Um, That's her big sister. And so y'all are besties. Like that's your girl. That's your best friend. Y'all are, like Kim and I. And so how do you navigate bringing in people when you have your person? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. So growing up, you know, Keisha and I were not the best of friends. We are two years apart and, and everything that we see in our girls now. Oh, that was yes. like my husband says all the time. He's like, is this what they do? Like, is this normal? You know, I didn't, I didn't have sisters. Are they supposed to be doing yes. all this bickering and yes. all that so that was definitely uh, Keisha. But you know how many times have I asked you, because Kim and I are eight years apart, and I've asked you plenty of times with Ryan and Reagan, like, when does this stop? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so now the fact that we are like, we are like so intoxicated with each other, Robin, it's it's sickening, right? Right. <laughs> to, to an extent, because like, I love her as my sister and I love her as a person. That if she wasn't a sister, she would be my friend, right? Yeah. Most importantly, because she is the most honest with me, um, even in our oppositeness, right? Like sometimes- Because y'all are opposite. Yeah, in areas that we are very opposite, right? And even in our opposite, then I get to see a perspective that I would not have seen. She's like- Yes. One of her things is, okay, but maybe you should consider- Right. And I'm like, oh, here come the considerations, Lord. Right. And and then she says, and I'm like, touche, you know, so I, yes. I understand exactly what she's saying. So with that, then uh, what I appreciate about having her as I bring other friends in is she's like you. She can sniff it out before I can. Right. And then she's like, uh-uh. and so when she turns politician, I'm like, oh, no, I really <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were a keeper. <laughs> so, so it's almost like having your own personal uh, detector that's with yes. you, that knows you so well that even your blind spots, even in friendships, right? Or sometimes yes. she'll just remind me, no, Nikwa, that was a good friend and you had a good relationship. And just because the relationship has ended or has changed doesn't mean that person wasn't a good friend to you. Oh, girl. Right, Nicole, that's huge. That's a good point. That's so huge. You know, when the relationships end, then it you begin to look at all of the other things, and it's like she was never my friend. I shouldn't have never. Exactly, and it's like no, maybe that's the relationship we needed in that season for that moment in that time, but it was never supposed to be a lifetime. Mm. And just really discerning the difference. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna jump ahead on my notes. I'm gonna go back to some other things, but that moment right there is really hitting me because I a moment of vulnerability 
have a hard time releasing people once they have been in my inner circle. Like once they've been my person, even my person, that's a bit much, but when I've been close to them and the season changes, I think I here's here's what it is. In my uh, coaching program, Nico, in the course, I teach this concept called the strength sabotage, the Ooh. strength sabotage. And the idea is the very thing that's a strength can also be an area that you can sabotage yourself, right? So, for example, somebody who is um, very much attention to detail, that's a strength because you look out for things, but that can sabotage you because you can become a perfectionist. And that can keep you stuck, right? So that's the idea. Well, my strength sabotage is loyalty. Mm-hmm. I, loyalty is a strength for me. Like I'm going to be with you, but it also can sabotage me because I don't release quick enough because you've, I've been, we've been together. So when you say your sister help you understand, it doesn't mean that they're not a good friend. So let's go there. How have you navigated the terrains of having to release a friend or how have you navigated when that friend, when you, how do you know when it's like, we might be getting ready to disconnect. And then how do you go through that process? So the opposite part of me um, is that, that I release too quickly. Um, Because I am a high-level self-protector, right? Uh, and 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 I'm sure that comes from hurt um, in the past. But I will be done. I will be done too quickly. Yeah, because I feel like oh, this it looked like the same duck. It smelled like the same duck. It's it's, it's the duck. We don't mean that to the deltas. We're not talking to the deltas. <laughs> And what you not is take me down that duck road again. So then 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 I have to work on really processing that. One, I have to acknowledge the triggers of okay, what just happened that made you begin to pull back. And I know when I'm going through this in my mind that I try to act like I'm not, of it's been real. (laughs) Right? I just showed it. I enjoyed it while it lasted. I mean, we had a good time. Wasn't it a good time? It was a good time. Uh, And so I have to begin to acknowledge my own triggers and to begin to say, okay, what is it that either needs to be said? What is it that that you felt like should have been said to you? Like, just go in for those conversations of, hey, friend, listen. And as you know, I'm a hey, friend, listen kind of friend. Right, because that's what I was about to say. You release quickly, but you have no problem Girl, that has been, what do I tell you all the time? One of your superpowers is the ability to deal with tough situations. That is one of your superpowers. You've been doing it since we were 20. Baby, when our stomachs would be flipping. You would say, uh, don't, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll handle it. I got it. So you'll release quickly, but you also have no problem with addressing tough situations. So how do those two conflict or do they merge? How does that work? I think where they conflict is my expectation that when I go in for the conversation, that in that moment, that my friends would be equally as vulnerable in that moment. And what I've learned is that sometimes me broaching the conversation 
is the first chipping away at the ice. Right. Where I'm thinking, I'm not thinking I'm chipping away at the ice. I'm thinking I just knocked the ice down. So now let's deal with whatever it is. So good. That's so good. Right. So I had to learn that, Nico, just because you were ready in that moment of, hey, friend, let's talk. So remember last week when I was fully ready in that moment, but they were not. Yes. 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 I took them off guard or they were trying to, you know, and and then I, it's not personal. And sometimes those relationships that that have long extended uh, time in my life, it comes back around. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I remember a couple of weeks ago when you said, okay, well, this is what was really going on. But mm-hmm. if I remember when I said it then, and then I felt like you was playing me off right then, okay, I'm done. And so then you, and so what I will be doing in those situations with friends, I'll be calling Kim or calling you, and both of y'all are like, "Fit up, wrap it up, wrap it up," oh, and I'm sitting here like, "No, no, they love me. She loves me." <laughs> and so I think it is a balance. It is yeah. you learning give grace, and me learning read the writing on the wall. That's it. That's it. Yes. Okay. So, okay. The other question I wanted to ask you is back to kind of what we talked about before. You and Kim have this thing. We, I know I keep referencing to those of you who are listening or watching and watching. I'll reference Kim and I'll reference Keisha because one of the, which is Nico's sister, one of the things that is so interesting about our friendship is our sibling connection and how similar our stories are and and it intertwines in in weird ways, but you are such a private person. I talked about how you're a private person, but you and my sister, everybody wants to be y'all's friend. And Keisha too, everybody wants to be y'all's friend. Everybody wants to be connected. So how do you discern whether or not in this season, first of all, are you open to new friends? Are you one of those no new friends girls? Are you open to new friends? And then how do you navigate? Because everybody wants to be in your world. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a really good question. I think I am open to new friends. Um, and I'm saying that and I probably don't position myself. <laughs> to but, but who want to be your friend? Like, <laughs> my friend, catch me if you can. I'm a gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, so you are open. In my heart, I am. I am open. Um uh, to new friends. And, and I think that, um, so here's the thing about people or, or me, let me say it like me. I genuinely love people. I love just how God created people and how he created us differently. And especially women and everything that comes along with us, just all of it. So I, I genuinely love people. And I think people are attracted to people who genuinely love people, right? Right. And then to the best of my ability, I am who I am. Yes. Very rarely will you get somebody differently, right? If I am quiet and reserved, then it's a problem because I'm not comfortable to feel like I can just be myself because I I don't have all these different tiers of me, right? Right, right. Uh, And so with that, then I do, I do have to be very um, discerning, very prayerful, um, and especially as an extroverted personality, right? Yes. That when I'm on, I'm on. 
the good part about extroverts is that when we are off and plugged, need to be recharged, that time is so important because it allows us to process what just happened when we were on. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. When I'm out in public, whether it's work, whether it's ministry, whatever it is, I'm on like to the full extent of it. It almost feels like an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. And when I get home, if I'm not careful, I would have used all that time and that energy that I have. I, I, I don't talk the most in my house, believe it or not. Right. Um, and so with that, that time is so important to me. So now I have to go back and replay the tape. And have to go back and process what I heard somebody say. And then you want to meet yes. up. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, when you want to go? To what? So now I have to go back. And and where I am now, Robin, is I, I'm going to follow up with a text. And be like, hey, earlier today, and we talked about meeting up for lunch. Honestly, if we can just um, either continue to, if it's a work relationship, you know. Nick, will you do that? Robin, because I, let me tell you, because I don't do well, like hiding from people. Uh, now I got to avoid you. Now I got, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I can teach you because baby, I do it well. <laughs> so you will follow up with a text and be like, we're going to have to stay text friends. Um, I don't use those words, but I, I, I think that it's implied. <laughs> I think that it's implied. One time I had a, a young lady, beautiful, you know, and, and she was saying that she wanted to be friends slash wanted me to be her mentor. Right. After she had come to a conference where I spoke at. And, and here's the truth, Robin. Most of the time in that moment, no, they don't. Mm. So in that moment, through the power of the Holy Spirit, something was said. Yes. That connected and resonated with where you are in your life right now. That the only way we know how to connect that to is our friends, our best friend. And girl, yes. if I know somebody like that in my life. In saying, my life, yes. Yeah, but what you're gonna get in your life is not every what when I was on the stage. You're gonna get the yeah, you, exactly. You you're gonna learn that a part of me is also the part of me that's gonna text Robin and be like, I'm five minutes away. I just done my stuff. Girl, because you you want that anointing. You don't want one of my girlfriends who I adore this guy boo. She said. If folks knew all the chaos to be going on in your world, uh, it would be like, no. So you have learned to kind of, if I, in the moment you were like, yes, to set clear expectations of what you really can be. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. My, Steve and the girls are so high priority right now. Um, my speaking engagements when they were younger, it was it was a blessing and it was off the chart and I traveled a lot and yeah. I choose not to do that right now at the age that they are and where Steve and I are in our relationship. Um, so I, I am the friend that's going to back out of a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, right now you say, okay, the first weekend in October, we're going to all meet up at the little karaoke. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I, I'm, hey, y'all, <laughs> just, hey. Because that couch is going to get real good to me, Steve. <laughs> okay, I know we have to wrap, but a couple of things. That's, number one, I have two questions for you, but I want to say something about that. That's what I, that's kind of the other part of our sistership. The no, so we know friendship requires work, right? you you got to put some work in it. But I also, at this stage of my life, cannot manage unrealistic demands. 
And so what I appreciate about our um, relationship is that we get it. Like we get it. Nobody's in their feelings if we have to say, girl, I can't, girl, I thought I could. And so you navigating that now for yourself, you've had to come to terms with people may just have to be in their feelings. Yeah, I love that. Now, it's so interesting. I'm going to ask you the question. I have a question about um, friendship and your daughters. But, you know, I friendship is a high priority for me as well. When I look at my values, it's one of the top values. But I will say, in this season of my life, what that looks like is different than what it looked like before. Because how I imagine if I only have so much, this is kind of the visual I use. I'm, for those of you who are listening, I'm, I'm holding a mug. If this is all the capacity that I have, the first place is going to get poured into is my marriage. And then it's going to get poured into my children. And I have three of them. And then we lead a church. And so then I got to pour it into that. I only have so much capacity. And so when it comes to being able to be in the trenches with girlfriends, we have to find creative ways to do that. Creative ways. Okay. So that's why I tell all my friends, you better download Marco. That's why, because when we Marco in the car, when you're on the way to work. That's right. I, I, don't, I believe 90% of our Marcos are in the car, right? Or in the car. And, and that's our ability to connect because we value each other. Okay. I know we have to wrap because you are somebody, but I have to ask you this. When you think about your daughters having two girls, I have my three girls. How do you advise them when it comes to friendship? Like when they're dealing with, girl, I know. I find myself trying to be, okay, I asked you the question. How do you navigate with uh, your girls? And, and saying this, and it changes every day. Um, number one, I am all in their business of friendship. Let me just start. Yes. I really but was your mother, was your mother like that? That's a good question. I can't, not, probably not as much as I am, no. Because my no. mother was not in it the way yeah. I'm in it. Right, right. And I, and I hope we don't uh, grow to regret this. <laughs> and be doing what they did. Exactly. And there are dynamics that our children are navigating that we didn't. Let's start with cell phones and the internet. Yes. So yes. Those, those are different dynamics. But what I am very, uh, uh, probably a broken record to them is um, it can't mean more to, to you what they think. The question is, what do you think? Right? Yes, you know, I love that. Young, what do you think and, and what do you believe and what do you like? And I do think, and especially at a certain age, it's important. Um, Brielle was trying on something the other day for a dance. And she's like, hold on, let me send it to my friends. Let me see what they think. You know, so I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that comes along with it. But to the core of decision makings, and I think that sometimes when we are led astray at certain age uh, groups and we end up doing things that we look back on and feel like, oh, I don't even know how I got there. That's like not even who I am. Then Tell me what you think. And in a perfect world, I ask Malta, in a perfect world, what is it that you would say? What is it that you would do? And then do you feel comfortable saying that to your, is there a reason why you don't feel comfortable? You know, when I'm listening to them, I feel like I never hear you get a word in edgewise. Yes, yes, yes. You have to be, um, you have to be conscious about in relationships. Uh, are you just going along to get along? Right. Uh, being in middle school now, Brielle has some friends that are in seventh grade and eighth grade and she's in in sixth grade. Right. Because they may all be in these little cohorts. Yeah. Together. So she she's always like, I don't understand why y'all be tripping. If the person is in seventh grade or eighth grade. Great. I'm glad you asked. 
So this so, is why. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's me really pressing to them. So it's not so much that I'm on their friends as much as I am on you. I want you to know who you are. And if this is, what, yes. this is who you are, let's go with it. If this is what you like, you don't have to compromise those things. Guess what? There's a tribe out there for you. Yes, I girl. And so I think where I find myself, I find myself trying to navigate it carefully because there are some things that my daughters need to experience that I can't keep them from, right? Absolutely. And so knowing what those things are. And the other thing I try really to do is, like you said, help them see themselves, right? Like, like I'll tell Ryan, Ryan, you know, you have a tendency to minimize somebody's feelings. And so your friend may be feeling this, but I'll also say, now you also know you don't speak up and people get offended by, offend you and you won't say anything. So helping them navigate that. Okay. So as we close, as we close, as we wrap up, what would you say if you had to share wisdom with adult women about navigating friendship, like these adult women who are trying to navigate friendship and they're like, I just have a hard time connecting. What would be your words of wisdom to them? Um, first, I want to, I would say to them, girl, you are not by yourself. Right. That some people make this thing of friendship look easy and make it look flawless. Woo! And I'm a living witness that uh, I've not navigated friendships easily. And it has many, many flaws, right? Yes. And yes. I've had to be given grace lots of times by friends. And I've had to extend grace lots of times. And like I would say to the adult girls, like I say to my young girls, uh, be clear on who you are. My mom's friend advice to us stands true today. You got to show yourself friendly in order to attract friends. Right? Absolutely. Trip is not going to Cancun on trips. Right. That comes along with certain friendships, but sometimes, girl, get off social media. That ain't real friendship. Girl, because here's the good. Okay, I'm, I, I'm going to let you go. Let me let you finish, Kanye. I'm going to let you finish, <laughs> but I will say this. When you have all the, I'm going to have to go on a trip with my husband before I can go with my girls. And I'm going to have to go with my husband and my fat girls before I can go with my home. Get to my girlfriends. Hello. How long we been trying to go on the trip? How long? How long we been? And here's the other thing. We got to consider people's place in life because there are 50 year old women who are empty nesters or there are 50 year old women who who are not married and so if you're trying to compare how they are able to do friendship to how you, we are able to do it in the trenches is different okay so you would give them that advice if you want get off social media because uh because it's it's not a depiction of the reality it is the highlights yes when i post for my family vacation I'm not posting that I lost the credit card. We had a huge fight and didn't talk for about 12 hours. See, that's not a part of the post. What a part, right. what's a part of the post is when we finally made it to the beach and everybody went, and then I go, I you need to smile. Don't smile. You better smile. What, what you're going to do is smile. One, two, three. Right. But I didn't post the fact that the car got stuck in the sand. Right. Yeah. So, so, so that that's the thing about social media, and, and as women, we know that, but sometimes we can still get get caught up in that. And 
Enjoy what you have in friendship. Be what you want to see. Be the change that you want to see. I love that. Right? You want to go to brunch? Invite people to brunch. Don't sit around yes. and say, ain't nobody inviting me to brunch. I got a better one for you. Go to brunch by yourself. Go to, girl, don't go to brunch by yourself and you go see a homegirl, somebody over there with brunch by herself and y'all can brunch together. I, I love that, Nicole. And I just love your, your genuineness, how authentic you are. And I love that you said what you see is what you get. And so that's why people are so drawn to you. So thank you, boo, for taking time out of, I know your busy schedule. I know you have to go. Um, I love you. How can people follow you and stay connected? What's your, is your Instagram public? Your Instagram may not be public. You know, I don't even know. I think it is. I don't know. Y'all you know what it is? If not, send me a DM and tell me it's not public. Do you even know what your Instagram is? I think so. It's Shaniqua underscore Cager. And then Facebook is Shaniqua Bailey Cager. And what about um, that wife life? Can they still follow that on Facebook? Well, uh, it's been defunct for a while. And that was, you know, kind of an accident. Speaking of um, relationships, it's just that I got caught up in life. Life be life and but God. I think my friend says that. Um <laughs> But uh, it is my goal to um, begin to go back and pour into that area. I just needed to pour into me and my people uh, a little bit. But that wife life um, on Facebook, uh, it's a private group. And then uh, Instagram as, as well. I might be having something to do with that getting started. I think there is a synergy for us there. Oh, um, I know it is. All right. I love you, boo. Go, 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 go. I love you. Thank, thank you guys so much for being with us. Yes. Thank Bye. You I love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Well, that was it for my conversation with my girl, Shaniqua. If you enjoyed this conversation, can you go ahead and share it with your people, share it with your friends, let them know that they need to watch this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Until later, make sure you are following, make sure you are DMing, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Intentional Conversations with Robin May and friends. Listen, these conversations are to help you live intentionally, fully engaged, to help you elevate not just what you do, but who you are. And listen, I am committed to being in the trenches with you. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to youcanlivelife.com slash academy. Yes, girl, the Academy doors are open. This is where you get to dive into further conversations on our podcast topics. We get to dive into the trenches of the life course, the course that I have created to help you create the life that you long for. And we get to have monthly office hours where you can ask me any questions you have about all of this. Girl, Life Academy is where we can do life together. So head on over to youcanlivelife.com slash academy.